Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 45 of Be With Me in the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, I was watching 60 Minutes a number of years ago, and they were documenting a condition that happens very, very rarely. It's called hyperthymesia, not amnesia. It's the opposite of amnesia. It's about a person who remembers everything that's ever happened to them with with incredible detail. You can say, what well, on that Thursday in 1972, what was the weather like? And then, and then the thunderstorm rolled in at four o'clock in the afternoon. And this is what that person said to me. And uh, I noticed something besides just this incredible uh, memory thing that these people had is every single one of them was divorced. And of course they were because they remembered every wrong that had ever been done to them, which is why I'm going to title today, I give you my forgetfulness. And this is what the Lord does with the new covenant. So we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, one single verse today. We read it yesterday. This is 1125. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. This cup is the new covenant. All right, so Here's the first thing that is interesting about that is in the New Testament, as compared to the Old Testament, the Old Testament where a covenant was an agreement between two parties, it is a compact, it's a you do and I do thing. Uh, there's a bilaterally bilaterality to it. So that's the word that's used for the Abrahamic covenant and other covenants in the Old Testament. However, in the New Testament, even though it's the same English word, new covenant, 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 uh, it, it is more of like what we would determine to be the last will and testament. That is, it's the disposition of personal effects that is enacted upon the death of a testator. It requires the death of a testator to make it operative. And it's a declaration of one person's initiative. So it's like getting an inheritance. It's like you had nothing to do with it. You didn't decide to get the inheritance. You agree to receive it, but the other person unilaterally decides to give it to you. So it's not an agreement between two parties uh, in the way that a, a contract is. God alone sets the condition. It's his decree. Um, and he issues this as a declaration of his purpose. So it's a stated disposition of his riches, and he identifies the grantees, and he lists what they inherit. So let's find that out. So this is in Hebrews chapter 8. So Hebrews chapter 8, 8 quotes from Jeremiah 31, 31, kind of a cool uh, chapter and verse thing. And this is what it says in Hebrews chapter 8. So this is from hundreds of years ago. For if the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been a no occasion for the second. So we're talking about this second new co covenant, and he's going to find fault with the first covenant. Here we go. For he finds fault with them when he says, Behold, the days are coming, the days are now, uh, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the hand of land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant. In other words, they, the Israelites, broke the covenant. They broke the bilateral agreement. And so I showed no concern for them, declared the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. This is the, the new covenant that we're talking about now. 
After those days, declares the Lord, pay attention to this. I will put my laws into their minds. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful towards their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. That's where I'm getting this. I give you my forgetfulness. In speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete and what is becoming obsolete and growing old is already ready to vanish away. So this old covenant that we talked about in the Old Testament, Abrahamic, those covenants are not wrong, but they're weak and they're ineffective. And they were ineffective because someone dropped the ball. It was either God or people. Oh, it was people. So then we get a new covenant that that takes place after something, which is the death of Christ and the in the uh, uh, sending of the of the Holy Spirit. So that's what makes this new covenant operative. And who does it? Obviously, this is God's, you know, initiative. And God is there's a bunch of eyes in here. I will put my laws into their minds. I will be their God. I will establish a new co- covenant. This is obviously established by God's initiation and His delivering it into our into our lives and this displays his character just like the one did in in his old testament and uh, that one failed not because of him his character was solid he he enacted hesed all the way through it's people that dropped the ball but the result of that old covenant was it became obsolete and it vanished Uh, interesting fun fact is that one twelfth of the gdp gross domestic product of of israel in the old testament was used for one specific purpose and get what it is sin abatement so all this resources went into sin abatement so this this was a covenant that was definitely needed and lord in the new testament after Christ's death and resurrection and implantation of the Holy Spirit, replaces it with a unilateral, God-directed, most generous declaration of God. And he says, I'm going to put this law into your heads. I'm going to put it into your hearts. I'm going to change my habitation. That is, I'm going to dwell inside of you. I'm going to possess you. I'm going to show special merciful towards iniquity, your sin. I'm going to fix your sin problem towards iniquity. And then, and how am I going to do that? I am going to choose not to remember your sins. I'm going to change the way I relate to you. So the people in my story that have hyperthymesia, hyperthymesia, that could not forget, God, by his grace and mercy, says, I guess what, guys? I am going to forget. I'm going to specifically forget your sins, and I'm going to clear that up, get the sin stuff out of the way so that I can open up a path of new relationship. So God obviously is omniscient and remembers sins, but he chooses this this state of of forgetfulness so that he can have a relationship with with us. So I give you my forgetfulness is what the Lord says, and I'm going to allow forgiveness and I'm going to allow relationship. So I guess what's what's the part for us today? to stand in awe of this, to stand in appreciation and to say, yes, Lord, I receive this bequeathing, this unilateral will that you're uh, uh, declaring, and I agree to have my head changed, my heart changed, and agree to have you live inside me, and I agree to have you deal with my sin in the way you've chosen. Thanks for listening.